Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. And because it's a Tuesday, we're going to do Trivia Tuesday for today. I don't know if we'll get to it because there seems to be a lot to talk about in the running world. I don't know if you guys have been following it, but things got real interesting last night in the Twitter. Well, at least that's how where I saw it first, but a lot of running news has been happening. If we do get to the game for today, today's game is... Uh, celebrity PRs. I'll give you a celebrity and a distance, and you have to tell me what their PR is. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I have a feeling you guys are going to have a lot that you guys want to talk about. I got, I mean, I don't really want, I mean, it's not that I don't want to talk about it, but like, I don't know. Everything's very fresh. And so it's kind of like, uh, and I'm not an expert in this area. So I don't, I don't know. It seems a little bit, uh, kind of rash to jump into the conversation but it's everyone's talking about so there's stuff to talk about things that people are talking about too i'll i'll mention it if you guys aren't aren't familiar but first i do want to say i gotta reach for my afternoon coffee today just brewed a fresh cup very excited about it and i want to say hi to everyone listening in on the podcast on the audio only version hopefully you guys are having a good run out there today today's a pretty nice day in chicago they said it was supposed to cool down quite a bit but it was still pretty hot and humid for my run this morning and a weird thing happened today, just like yesterday, when I was running what would have been the tailwind, the winds were calm. But on the way back, the wind started picking up. So I basically had only headwind yesterday and today, which was a little bit frustrating. But otherwise, beautiful weather right now. We got some Simpsons clouds in the sky, nice blue sky. And uh, weather uh, could be worse for June. And everyone watching on YouTube after the fact, hopefully you're having a good day today or had a good day already today and you're now just relaxing. All right. So let's see who we got here. Jeff Elliott's here. He's hot. He's got hot face emoji, red hot face emoji. Chris Yao's got Captain's Log, start date 0615-2021. Piriformis day two, I'm being in my butt. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, Jeff Elliott says uh, to explain more about his red-faced emoji. There's like a red-faced sweating emoji, or is it a barfing emoji? No, yeah, like tongue out, sweat drop coming from the side of the brow. It says it's pretty much out of control. Just try to do a workout, and it was something. All right, Philip Warren says, yo, what's going on? Rest down the balcony day. Oh, that sounds nice. And he says, Kofuzi, how does a fresh foam more version 3 compared to the 1080 version 11? That's a great question. That's going to be a video coming up. I didn't want to do two videos about it like right away because I feel like that takes away a little bit. So I'll probably do that next week. Um, but I feel like the the 1080 version 10 is right in the middle. It was kind of like a max cushion shoe, kind of like this new like cushion daily trainer kind of shoe. The fresh foam more 3, I think, is more traditionally max cushion. And then the 1080 version 11 is more like daily trainer. So like if you, th I think of those three shoes on the spectrum that way. The one thing that I didn't mention in the video today about the Fresh Foam War 3 is compared to the 1080 version 11, the heel, your foot sits in there really nicely. So like the 1080 version 11, some people have some heel slippage. None of that in the Fresh Foam War 3. It's just a great shoe. It's kind of like if New Balance made a Hoka shoe, that's what it would be. It reminds me a lot, that really wide platform and the aggressive rocker does remind me a lot of the Clifton 1 re-release that I ran in a couple of years ago. I didn't like that shoe. A lot of that I think had to also do with the fit, but the fit on the Fresh Foam War 3 is really good. So those are some more detailed thoughts. I try not to get too like, it reminds me a little bit of this shoe, reminds me a little bit of that shoe in the videos. So I love being able to talk about it in, in the chat here because then 
you know, I can kind of explain what I mean by that. If you guys don't understand, or like you guys that are here in the live stream would probably understand that. But like the, the, I think the average person that watches the videos might be like, I don't know what the other shoes he's referring to. I just want to know if this shoe is any good. Maybe because someone saw like a shoe on sale or something. Uh, and they're just like Googling it. Oh, the other thing I didn't mention about the Fresh One More 3, it's 165 bucks. I forgot to mention that. It's a lot of money for a shoe, for a recovery shoe or a long run shoe. But I mean, it's a really good long run shoe too though. So, I mean, is it worth it? I don't think it's any more worth it than the Flow Velocity Wind is worth it from Under Armour for the, it's 160 price. But if you can get that shoe fresh for more three on sale somewhere, that would be a really good deal. David probably was back, says, good afternoon, run fam. Well, look at that picture, David. I love it. You're on the beach over here? He says, good afternoon, run fam. Grabbing lunch and watching. Cool. Very cool. Kiefer says, yo. Awesome. And uh, Martha's here. She says, phew, finally got the time right. Sorry, Martha. But also, happy birthday. I don't think, have we seen you? We've been wishing you happy birthday like crazy because we're excited for you. Uh, so happy birthday to you. I'm glad you're here. All right. Um, Will Gravel says, hi, everyone. Today's my last day at my current job before taking some time off for law school. Also, California fully open today. So it fe really feels like a new day. Going to get out and run. Awesome. That's great news. That's great news. That's a good way to like, man, and, and it's a Friday. So your head, no, it's not a Friday. It's Tuesday. Oh, I thought it was Friday today. I was like, oh, it's Friday. Just, it makes it. The way you describe that day makes it feel like a Friday. I was like, that's a good way to head into the weekend. But for you, I guess it's the weekend because it's your last day. So awesome, Will. Awesome, Will. All right. Mar Leona is multitasking today, live stream, and work side by side windows. Love it. All right. So, I mean, um, I think that we got to talk a little bit about, have you guys been following what's going on? Um in terms of what's happening in the news. So yesterday, all right, let me clear this um, message here real quick. So sorry if, you're, if you've are if you got a question in here that I, I might've missed. Like we got Richard Smart coming in from Harker Heights, Texas. What's going on, Richard? Welcome. Um, one thing is, uh, so yesterday evening, I was like about to go to bed and all of a sudden on Twitter, I, I saw something that uh, I think I saw Chris Chavez's tweet because he had written an article in Sports Illustrated about it um, that uh, Shelby Houlihan has received a four-year um, suspension, uh, the American distance runner. I think she was strongest in the 1500. Although I think like her Instagram handle is like Shelbo 800. Is that right? But um, yeah, so she tested positive for nandrolone which is a steroid i i have no idea about it i didn't know what it was no you know what i saw first i saw first i saw sage's tweet talking about like everybody knows what deca everyone knows what nandrolone is and if they don't know what nandrolone is they know it by like the trade name uh deca alone or something like that or they just call it deca and i was like that's an interesting tweet sage what's going on with that and then i saw like a flood of tweets and this was for me like 10:30, a little bit later for me and i was just kind of like ah, i'll just look at this real quick before i had to sleep um and that that didn't happen so i i definitely like got a late night uh a later night to bed trevor cross says uh shelby has the american records in the 15 and the five um but yeah and so then i read that the story comes down to she tested positive a small amount 
and she was surprised about it. She got a notification in off uh, competition testing that she popped uh, positive for this substance. And um, she was like, she didn't understand where, how that could have happened. So uh, she uh, did a food log because apparently this is a substance that um, you can uh, inadvertently uh, ingest through not that unusual of a sequence of events, apparently. Uh, or at least according to her. I, I, I've, I've since read up a little bit more on it, but you know, uh, I'm, I've not spoken to anyone that knows anything about either the food sources of it or the non-food sources of it. But anyway, um, but she blamed a burrito that she had at a food truck the day before the track meet. So she w- participated in a track meet at some point around then had a burrito. And then after the track meet, I think that's when they tested her. I don't think they tested her at the meet. But um, she blamed it on a food truck that sold pork, and and she called it an authentic Mexican food truck, um, thereby increasing the likelihood that that food truck not only just served like pork belly, you know, or in like shoulder or pork butt or anything like that, or like um, those kinds of more traditional cuts of meat, but would have more likely had also other parts of the animal in there. Um, and so, she, like, the, the sports headline is, like, Shelby Houlihan gets four-year ban from sports and blames a burrito. And so that set off, like, a whole bunch of chain reaction tweets. And it got pretty fiery along the, around the Internet. Uh, Stevie 76 says, Kobe said, but I did. I did. <laughs> she went to the food truck and st- on, on st- I like, she said food truck and steroids, but it's like, I, th- I like to read that as food truck on steroids. Um, but Rain Rain said, this is making me want to be veg. Yeah. Uh, Christian said the supposedly the ingredient is included in pork products. So I did a little bit more like, I just was like, is this even possible? And apparently some other athletes have made this kind of argument before. And, but they were like, uh, yeah, we definitely have a butcher who gets us wild boar, uncastrated wild boar. I don't know why you have to specify uncastrated and wild boar. If it's wild boar, wouldn't it have been uncastrated? I mean, I think the moment, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not sure how that works, but, um, but for some reason it has to be that. And I don't think you could just get it from eating like, you know, um, boar's head ham or like, you know, Oscar Mayer bologna. So like, I don't know. How good is I wonder if she had chorizo. I, I would suspect that that would be, you know, probable, probable as well. Or you, I mean, at, at that point, like if it can be from chorizo, why couldn't it be like, oh, well, I went to a barbecue. This was December, though. But, like, usually I went to a cookout and had hot dogs. It's like, I don't, I don't know. Um, so that's the, that was the argument. But she did also, I mean, and here's the, here's the thing that I think every, everyone's like, everyone's like, don't jump to conclusions. We got to let the process play itself out. And, like, we're, we're, like, you know, like, already maligning her and everything. I'm like, uh, she got notified in January. There's been an appeals process. There's been allegations that WADA has been like slow footing the whole process somehow. Um, but like there's the, there's been that she took a polygraph test. They also took a hair sample, um, to see if it was in her system. And, uh, she filed an appeal. And the reason why this all hit the news, like at the same time yesterday, I think is because, uh, the decision, like the, the decision was like published as, the appellate, the appellate level, the appeals board said, no, we're, we're not, we, we don't, 
I don't know if they were uh, appealing something procedural um, or if they have to like, you know, if it was like we can make their, they can make their own decision or if they were just like, we have to go back to the regular tribunal. I'm not sure how, what the actual governing procedural structure is. So like, I, I, I don't know. But so there has been like determinations, appeals, and final determinations as well. So she's got the full four years apparently. So, um, yeah. So that's just a weird story. Um, all right. Let's take a pause from that. We got. I don't want to miss this question. Alvar uh, Alvarad PD says, "Hey, Kofuzin chat. If you had to pick one one New Balance Fresh Film More version three, awesome video by the way. Thanks. Or Nova Blast two." Which one? My goal is to make these my easy run day shoes. I'd probably pick the Nova Blast too because it's a little bit more versatile. But if you already have a daily trainer that you really like and you're looking for like a long run shoe, something with a little bit of extra comfort, that that you know that's kind of how it would be. So like it, the answer is like it depends what else you got. But if you have like no shoes or it's like uh, I just I, I usually have one pair of shoes, it's about dead. I'm buying something else new. If that's the case, then Nova Blast too. But it might be the fresh one more three if you already have a good stuff, but that Nova S2 is so good. Um, you know, there's not a lot of people that I'm going to be probably recommending the more three over the Nova Blast two. Um, but going back to the story, Ed Bud says being veg has improved my life. No more stomach issues. <laughs> so like, you know, there's lots of people that are, um, yeah. Brett Reed says Canelo and boxing uses story. Yeah. A lot of people have been talking about it how this is things that have been used before. There's definitely, um, I don't know if we want to call it a race comp racial component to it, but maybe an ethnocentric component to it too. People pointing out like, hey, like remember last week when uh, two people broke world records and we were like, they must be dirty. Um, and then this week, like someone actually, you know, tests positive for a prohibited substance. And we're like, oh man, the system's all messed up. You know, so there was there was kind of that a lot of that that was happening, um, and there was a lot of like, well, I I trust. I mean, her coach is Jerry Schumacher at at Bowerman Track Club, a well respected coach, um, and so um, so people were like, that doesn't make sense. Um, but he said some things that have been kind of like catching people's ears, funny now too. So like, you know, it's been a, a lot of peculiar things. Um, Shalane Flanagan, who is also her coach and used to be her teammate. Um, also weighed in um, and vouched for Shelby as well as her closest teammates, like the people that are competing in the same event. Not all of her teammates came out to make statements, but a lot of people did. Bromka, Pete Bromka of, uh, I forget, he has a positive split is his newsletter, I think. And then uh, also um, he's pretty active in the running social, uh, social media community. Uh, he, you know, definitely came out uh on her side uh and believed her i don't know if they've run together before but i i do think that sometimes the btc elite which is their non-pros then i think the men do sometimes pace some of the women but i don't i don't know if they're i don't know if that's actually the case with that but you know so um so he came in and then so those were some voices that i was seeing pretty early and then um joe gray who I only know who that is because of SJD's vlogs. That's the guy that Seth is always like racing in a lot of these like Colorado races. Um, he came in like pretty hard incredulous. And he was like the first one that like, other than like Sage who kind of like mentioned things like, uh, uh, you know, askance, 
by just saying like, you know, how did not someone not know what DECA is? Um, Joe's like, this is ridiculous. And his, his critiques came in fiery. And then Bromka responded to that. And then Sage came in on that too. And then they started sniping at each other. And I was just like, well, this is getting a little bit personal. This is getting heated fast. And so, you know, of course I couldn't go to bed. So I just kept refreshing Twitter to see what was happening. So, yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been crazy. It's been, it's been crazy. And then like, then I went to bed. Oh no, but before I went to bed, you know who else weighed in? Someone who is probably my, my favorite r- professional runner to follow right now, Camille Heron. Camille Heron responds, I think in the thread that has that, I think Peter Bromka started it and then Joe Gray weighed in and Sage came in and then they were sniping at each other. And then Camille Heron responds to this and she goes, you know, when I was racing for Team USA in Guadalajara or somewhere else, I think it was Guadalajara, she said. They warned us not to eat the local meat there. And so um, so that she's like, so when I was there that week, um, I just ate canned tuna fish all week. And ever since, it's become a pre-race tradition. And so I'm looking at this and I'm like, so I, 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 I retweet that and I'm like, here's some things that I learned today in the last couple hours, guys. I don't know if you guys saw this. <laughs> I was like, one, nandrolone is a thing, and it is a performance-enhancing drug. Two, you can eat regular food and have it in your system, apparently. Um, number three was something else I don't remember. And number four was Camille Heron eats canned tuna fish before she runs an ultra marathon. And so she, so she, she liked that. You know, she, like, hearted it or whatever it is on Twitter, um, which I thought was pretty amazing. And then I, went, I was like, yep. Night's not going to get any better for me um, and nothing else like I think productive is really going to start happening this late in the evening. So I was like, I'm going to bed. And then today, Camille Heron followed up with pictures of herself in like the Netherlands eating at a subway before a race. And she's like, I always eat at subway before a race because subways are everywhere and you're going to get the same sandwich experience. Here's a photo of me eating a tuna sandwich in the Netherlands before a race. And so I'm just like... There's people, other people commenting like, let's get this lady. We got to get, we got to get Camille a subway sponsorship. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Wouldn't that be amazing? Like, I feel like if she, if, if that could happen, they need to do like a shop, somehow do like a shop for shot, like recreation of like Happy Gilmore subway sandwich commercial. Like, I feel like that would be amazing. So it's just been pretty amazing. And she's like, also, by the way, beef tacos from Taco Bell are totally safe. And I was like, oh, interesting to know. So it's been it, it, it's been really weird. Um, it's been really weird out there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vincent Veneris has a running question. He says, Co, how many miles are the endorphin speed ones good for? Thanks, man. I think that you could easily take those over 300 miles. That power and PB lasts forever. The rubber outsole looks like it's super thin, but it's like, it's just, I don't know what they made it out of, but it lasts a long time. So that's a shoe that's going to, you're going to be able to run into that one for a long time. Um, yeah, Kurt says he was part of the sniping between Sage and Camille. Uh, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah, I saw some of you guys around in there too. You guys were up late. I saw that. Um, but yeah, um, Rainer says, I'll admit, I have no idea what Kavuzi was talking about today. I mean, I mean, someone got a, someone came back positive on a, um, they didn't just come back positive on a, uh, a steroids test. I think, I think, I don't know if it was a blood draw or a urine draw. 
And uh, basically, like, ha- the running world is split in half. Half of a, a people are like, this is terrible that an innocent runner is being accused and being prohibited from running in not one, but basically two Olympics. And the other half is like, another dirty runner at Nike. So, like, that's kind of what it is. Um, yeah, Adam Fear says, you know, they said they hadn't heard of the banned substance before. A pro coach and a runner on an elite team should know and what might trigger a positive, e.g. pork or supplements. Yeah, you know, that's what a lot of people pointed out. They were like, how does Jerry Schumacher not know what nandrolone is? Because he said specifically in his statement, like, we, we were told that she tested positive for nandrolone, something that I'd never heard of before, or that's something that she and I hadn't either heard of before. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, like he, I presume, presumably he's like USATF level two certified or something like that. They don't go over stuff like that. Um, and I just feel like he, he coaches on the Nike campus. Like, um, isn't, isn't that the place where they were doing research on how, how like people might accidentally like rub steroids on you? Like they're super, aren't they super paranoid about that kind of stuff? You know, like someone would give you like a, Hey, good race, buddy. And then like all of a sudden they've got, now you've got androgel on your system. Like a lot of that just didn't make sense, but you know. The other thing that jumped out at me is like, I don't think she ever said, and I ate a pork burrito. I don't need her to say those words specifically, but she didn't specify. She specified that the food truck was authentic Mexican and that she ate at the food truck. She didn't tell us what she ate at the food truck. I Maybe I'm splitting hairs, but I, I don't know. That strikes me as strange. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people are, are saying what Martha's saying though too. It's hard to know who to trust in this world anymore. It is. I don't know. I mean, like, it was surprising when I remember. I remember hearing about like Marion Jones, and I was like, "Really? What?" Um, but you know, that was a big, that was a big deal too. But I'm not saying, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about Shelby Houlihan. I don't know. You know, some people are like, you know, um, uh, it's not like she came out of nowhere and all of a sudden is doing well. You know, she's been excellent her entire life. So, like, I, I don't know. And, and I mean, I agree with that. That all makes sense, you know, but I don't know. There's a, there's just been a lot of stuff happening and there is like kind kind of like fun, funny stuff happening around it too. No one wants to joke like too hard about it, I guess. Um, because it's, it's a, it's a pretty serious thing. I mean, you know, two Olympics, uh, she's not like a brand new runner. So, um, I mean, this could be like the rest of her, like running career you know there's a it's a big it's a big thing and then uh vincent vineyard says but they inject cows as well i think that they're i mean from some of the other like i got it from my food stories that i read that like you know in certain countries like it's allowed to inject cows with stuff to make them grow faster i'm not sure how that makes any sense because then you'll ingest it wouldn't you but you know i don't know so like I, i don't i don't know but like the the substance the nandrolone that we're talking about here um they say occurs naturally some people are saying pork as in like your regular like you know like a farm pig some people are saying it has to be like wild animal and uncastrated and i don't and i and i think and i think that most like farm pigs that grow up on like industrial farms are are castrated i, I think i'm not sure um, but so like, you know, I think, I think that's, I think it's 
what it is. So like, there's a lot of like, you know, this is possible, but I'm like, but you didn't say, you know, like things aren't lining up for me, which, but, and then, and I'm just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. The, the thing that struck me as also very strange was, um, <laughs> before I say that, Phil Hartman says, can't even, <laughs> can't even trust my own mother. That woman would always tell me there weren't any onions in my food, but guess what? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's funny. Um, and Jeff Ellie says, I keep saying circumcised and I mean castrated. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, this guy said, we should all just eat Stan's donuts. Yeah. I don't think they're going to have that problem there. Um, yeah. Um, and Daniel M says most U S meats have trace hormones in their tissues that carry over after food manufacturing. It's very feasible, but it does sound bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, I I don't know. There's, there's just a a lot of, a lot of things. I I, I just don't know what to do with it. Um, but I, you know, the other thing that I do want to point out, it's not like she got the email yesterday and now everyone's got to scramble to figure it out. And all of a sudden like, Oh, Hey, let's wait till the investigation happens. The investigation happened. The process happened. The appeal has been denied. You know, I don't know. I don't even know what the burden of proof is. Is it beyond a reasonable doubt? You got to convince the tribunal, whatever that means. How many people are in the tribunal? Does it have to be unanimous? Does it have to be a majority? Who has the burden of proof? If it's a t- like, you know, like if you're just at the standard, whether it's more probably true than not true or beyond a reasonable doubt, who has the burden of pro- proving evidence? You know, like I don't, I don't know any of that stuff. But whatever the process that was in place before any of this stuff started happening, the process that we all kind of didn't have any problems with before, that process has been completed. So like, I think I, f- I feel like everyone, this is not like, it's not like the day after. I mean, it's the day after the decision has been rendered, but it's not the day after like the information was discovered. So I don't know. Daniel says, I always tend to hope that they are clean in this situation. I always hope that they are clean. I always hope that they're, I always want them to be clean. But I mean, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Michael says, in terms of deciding on the speed, he has to decide which speed color is least egregious or <laughs> most egregious. I like the original was a mutant colorway. I think that's what they call it. Is that what they call it? The, the white ones. Those were nice. The speed twos are coming out in black, which are nice as well. They just look like regular shoes. Like they just look good shoes so i like those uh, and dj Madea, what's going on he says hey kapuzi i have a pair of vaporflies and a pair of endorphin pros using the former for races and i thought i may use the endorphin pros for long runs with marathon pace this summer normally just use a clifton 7 for the long run yeah i think that could work i mean i think that the you might be like kind of not getting everything out of your endorphin pros though so i mean neither one's going to be wrong but and I, I kind of like the endorphin pro for things that are faster than marathon pace, but you know, if you've got a long run with some, some speedier portions in there, I think that's definitely gonna be a good idea. And I think it'll be an upgrade from the Clifton seven for sure. Someone else is saying, is this going to be on the trivia? I don't, I think maybe we'll do trivia tomorrow. Uh, cause I just wanted to talk about this, I guess. Um, yeah. Adam first says it pays to be kosher. Um, 
and other lots of people like Ed, Ed Bud's here. I saw you, Ed, and he said, you know, it's good to be a vegetarian. Um, I was thinking the same thing too, but then I was just like, oh, what? You know what? After my Crater Trail 50K, there was a food truck at the event, and what did I eat? I had two pork tacos. I have a feeling this was pork shoulder because it, it didn't, I don't, it didn't, I mean, I guess I shouldn't like judge based on the complexion of the person who took my order as to whether or not the food was authentic. Um, but it, it basically was a corn tortilla with pork shoulder and a lot of cheese inside. So, it, and you know, and I don't, I don't think that there was awful in there, but, um, and Daniel says she, she did specify it was pork organ. Did she specify that she ate? Like, I don't feel like she gave us her order at any point. Like, I don't have to, I don't need to know, like, she picked, like, red salsa or for green. But, like, she's like, we traced it down to the food I ate. I ate at a Mexican food truck. This food truck serves pork. Like, okay. You've tied it together pretty close, but you haven't told me, and I ate it. You know? So, like, I, I mean, I'm, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt there, but, I mean... I'm going to point out that she didn't say that she actually ate. I mean, I don't even think she ate, said she ate a pork burrito. Did she even say she ate a burrito? She did, she, she did say she had a burrito. I think that's right. But I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll go back and reread it again. I don't think that ultimately matters that much. Um, but, you know, that, I mean, so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a really weird story. But I think the other thing is that Andy Wright says she never said what she shut down. That's that's what I that's what I thought. I've read it a couple of times. Uh, Marchenko says like so authentic means performance enhancing, and Scott says now you need to get tested. And I was like, oh well, I need to get tested for. But I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm trying to compete in the USATF Masters Championship next month. I wonder if there's going to be any competition testing. I, I, I don't. I don't think so. I don't plan on like placing. Yeah. I mean, would, but like someone else had mentioned a story about two other people who had, uh, I think this was in the chain between like Bromka, Joe Gray and, and, and Sage where there, someone had mentioned a story about like a 90 year old who had, had like, like broken a cycling record or was it a running record? I don't remember, but it was a 90 year old beaten like a, a master's age record for an event that tested and that that non-generian the 90 year old tested positive for pd and he said that it was from his food um so i don't know but like i don't know i guess they do test masters athletes sometimes so yeah so i don't know Maybe I maybe maybe I do need to get tested. Yeah, Mark says Masters pole vaulting. There's testing. Is it, see you know I've been thinking about Masters pole vault a lot lately. I'm thinking that maybe I need to like you know I, maybe I need to like uh, seek out a um, an actual track club and see if I you know work with some people, either Masters pole vault or maybe Masters decathlon. I can't imagine. I mean like. I feel like what's, what do you think is more self, what do you think is more indulgent? 
like me, like flying my family out. Like if I were to do like a 100 K run sometime and like being like, okay, family travel, spend the entire weekend sitting in a camp chair in the woods somewhere. So I, so you could be there for like the 30 seconds that I pass by. And then for a little bit while after at the end, or telling me like my family, like family come to this track meet. It's going to take three days. I'm going to pe- in 10 events. Each one's going to take about, you know, no more than seven minutes at a time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which one's more like selfish, but like, those are the things that I'm thinking about getting into. Martha says anyone over 70 should be trusted implicitly says I, I think so too. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why they tested someone who was 90 years old, but, uh, Andrew Bostic says, Hey, what do you think about the new balance rebel two? I'm very excited to try it. I don't have a pair yet. I don't know why I don't have a pair yet, but you know, someone from new balance or a PR company that works with new balance reach out to me lately. So maybe they'll, maybe they'll help me out with some, some rebel twos. Not that I need help, but I don't know. Um, yeah. Adam Pierce says, which jams the track and field in Iowa? Yeah. I, that's the, I'm trying to go to that. It's in Des Moines. It's in Ames. I think not Des Moines, Ames. I don't know what they, like one uh, they're adjacent. Right. Um, but yeah, it's in July. So that's what I, I'm trying to go to that one. I don't Thing is I don't have a seed time. I don't know if there's a, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to ask this really silly question to the meet director and be like, I've never done this event before. I paid my registration fee. Can I still compete, you know, on Friday? You know, so that's, that's what I'm going to try. <laughs> Jeff Elliott says, Kapoor's going to go sub eight at the steeplechase and get popped. I don't know. My goal right now, I was originally thinking that I can, I would maybe try to go for under 12 minutes, but I'm thinking under 13 is probably more realistic for me. So well, and and I don't even know, I don't even know if that's realistic. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, Sue N says like my DQ from the Crater Trail 50k is now in question. <laughs> I did cut the course, too. I cut the course, and I may have had Nandrolone after the race. So, <laughs> DJ Madib says I wonder if she had any subboard to sell that before her race. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's so funny. Ah, oh. Melavella says, just signed up for the New York City Marathon in November. She recommending knowing I have Achilles problems with the Boston Nines. Oh, hmm. Well, um, like if you're looking for something with an Achilles flare, I would say the uh, Carbon X2 has an Achilles flare. Um, trying to think of what other carbon plated shoes have the flare. I don't think a lot of them do. I would look at that one. Mm. Daniel says about Shelby Houlihan's statement. There seems like a little wiggle room where she doesn't directly say she had the awful. Which, am I saying that right? Because it sounds like I'm saying the awful. Like A-W-F-U-L. Um, but Awful pig organs or or animal organs um but it seems like the most i mean yeah well the thing is i feel like you i mean if you're gonna go to the trouble of writing down a statement and then reading it i feel like you should be very precise with your words 
um, if this was like an interview and like someone had like just asked her a question, then I would not give it the level of scrutiny that I do. Um, but like I, at the same time, I'm like, you know, and I don't, I don't think she cares what I think. Um, I don't, I don't really know what to think still. I mean, I guess if I were to pick which way I'm leaning, I'm going to lean towards the process that has been in place and executed and the decision that it comes to. I don't know if there's like a further appeal, but KH says, I lived in Ames for five years. Oh, very cool. I'll be back in your neck of the woods. Uh, New Petra says, Alberto Contador famously blamed mistake for a positive test, which was not as imaginative as Tyler Hamilton's absorbed chimeric twin. I don't remember that. That sounds really weird. It sounds somewhat familiar, absorbed chimeric twin, but I don't think I've heard either of those two stories. Hmm. Kurt says, if you're setting a record, you will be tested. I won't, I won't be setting any records, I don't think. No, I know. <laughs> I won't be setting any records. That's for sure. Uh, Drain all says, speed one or no last two? I would say, um, I would look at it this way. What do you need more? Do you need something that you're going to do longer workouts in? Or do you need something that you're going to do most of your daily training miles in? Because that's kind of like those are each of those two strengths. There's a lot of overlap in terms of what those shoes can do, but the Novoblast 2 for me is more of a daily trainer. So that's kind of the, the use cases, I think, with what to make it, uh, make the decision for you. Uh, Adrian Polanski says, of the two self-indulgent things or selfish things that I could ask my family to do, he thinks that I should make him go to an ultra race. Yeah, because then you can make it a racecation. Yeah, my wife is like, find a race to do in Hawaii. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll find one. And I'm like, Hey, there's this company called like race vaca vacation races. They do stuff in like the Tetons. They do stuff in like Tahoe, you know, like all sorts of places like by national parks. She's like, do it. I'm like, okay. So I think, she, I think my wife just is really eager to travel. She wants to get out of the house a little bit more. Andy Wright says, I'd be all in on a master's pole vault training vlog series. You know, I, I, what I think about a lot because I've been following um, Sandy Cheeks, um, the pole vaulter, um, and and also like Mondo Duplantis is just like tearing it up. So I've been following these athletes and they're both Puma athletes, I believe. But um, so I've been following what they're doing and so like if you watch like a couple of things on Instagram, then your Instagram feed is like full of it. So then I was just getting all these like pole vault videos and I was like, ah, oh, I think I would have kept pole vaulting if social media was a thing. And if video cameras were more of a thing, I remember we videotaped ourselves like, um, pole vaulting, but like there was, I think there was maybe like, and granted this was a really small division three school and that didn't really care about sports, like prided itself on not caring about sports. Um, but, uh, I remember there was maybe like two or three times a season where we'd be like, all right, today's going to be a film day. And then we just watch the same video over and over. But I feel like if I were doing pole vault now in like 2021, 
I feel like every day you'd be watching yourself pole vault and then every night, you know, you'd be analyzing that before you get back into the pit tomorrow. So I, I feel like, uh, that's one of those things that if it like had been a different time, I might've been able to get a little bit further in it, but I kind of just lost interest. Kurt says the one to in Hawaii to check out is a hurt 100. That does not sound like a one to check out to me. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, Eduardo Hernandez says Santa Catalina Island trail marathon. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, Susie was, what's going on, Susie? She says contact marathon tours. They run everywhere in the world. Oh, okay. Mm, Jeff Elliott says Google, don't Google hurt 100. Just sign up. It'll be fun. And it's in Hawaii. See now I know now I now I know you're you're teasing me. CV seventy six says, "My wife." Robert Hodge says, "What's up, guys? When including speed work, how long does it usually take the body to acclimate to a higher intensity? Is it subjective? Um, for me." If I'm like switching gears, like if I've been doing like either just a lot of easy running, maybe a, a workout here or two, but a lot of easy running and all of a sudden I'm doing a lot more intensity. For me, it takes me about the third week before I start feeling like, okay, I've got my breath back. Um, but if I'm switching from like shorter, faster to longer, like intervals, you know, that kind. So if like, let's say I'm doing like 5k training and then all of a sudden I switch to half marathon training, that transition doesn't take me very long. Um, that I feel like within the two weeks, I'm certainly good, but like going from like easy to all of a sudden now I'm on a training plan and there's like workouts twice a week, maybe even three workouts a week, like two workouts in a long run. Um, that'll take me a good, like, you know, by the end of the third week, do I say beginning of the third week? I mean, towards like, it takes me a long time and maybe it's cause I'm older. Um, so like if you're younger and I think you are than me, like, I think you'll make, might respond faster, but it takes me a while to kind of like really change gears quickly. Leslie Clayton says, Hey, Kofuzi, how do you approach training plans when you don't have a race plan? I'm looking to just get my easy pace to be faster, but everything fine is tied to race efforts. I mean, there's a couple ways to look at it for me. Like I would say, um, plan a race. Those are always fun. doesn't have to be an a race, just like have something on the calendar to kind of give yourself some structure and also something to look forward to as far as like checking progression. Um, that's going to be my big plan for this year is to just sign up for a whole bunch of stuff and go out there and have a, like, a t you know, go and work hard, but never, never really completely empty myself out until I get closer towards like the end of the year and some bigger races then. So that's kind of one way to do it is just plan a race. The other way to do it is for me would be to, if you just want to make your easy paces to be faster, um, run more regularly and slow down a little bit. And so, um, you know, and then, and vary it maybe one day a week and your Saturday run, like if you're doing that with a group, then maybe that day you could see, all right, can I run with the faster group this time? Um, or can I run that one faster? So, and, and maybe make it just like a chunk of your run. Um, I think a lot of people, they're like, all right, I want my easy run to be faster. So what I'm going to start doing is just every day this week, I'm going to try to run a little bit faster. Makes a lot of sense. I've done that before many times. Um, that works for a little bit, but, um, the way I kind of think of it is when you do that, you're making yourself tired, but you won't really make yourself better. I mean, you'll, you'll get some improvement, but it'll plateau relatively quickly. So the better way to do it is to build base, 
make sure all your runs are kind of just easy runs and get a lot of time on feet. And then start once you are starting to get ready for a race and have some race specific plans, then you'll start adding on top of that base, that speed work. So then you can kind of like, another way to look at it is like you're, you're like getting all the kindling ready, all like the fire, like the, the wood for the fire. And then all of a sudden you're gonna light it on fire once you start that training and then you'll really get moving that way. So, I mean, that's the kind of the way that I would do it. In between races for me, it's a lot of easy running. I might have a workout here and there cause I'm testing out shoes, but for the most part, like a lot of easy running um, and uh, just kind of like getting the body ready and primed for when training starts. DJ Mandib said, with all this talk about burritos, I had to just go make myself a microwave burrito. That's what was my first reaction to all this stuff. I was like, everyone's talking about burritos. I don't want a burrito. Yeah. Um, Ted and Ruth come in with the first injury of the year. Oh, no. An ankle problem for no apparent reason. It sucks. How are your shoes, Ted? Or Ruth? Or and Ruth? That's what the first thing that I would think. If there's no apparent reason, reason I'd look at the shoes. Jeff Elliott says though he ran through most of a marathon plan during the pandemic with nothing on the calendar and it helped me keep going and I got faster yeah I mean you could always just go through the tr a training plan too and not race that's another way to do it um, just to give yourself those arcs and those periods where it's like you know you're ebbing and flowing in terms of the level of effort I think that would that would also definitely work um, Scott wants to know, how does your Bandage V2 help with your workouts? Do you create and sync plans to it? I do. So like wherever I get the plans, a lot of times I've been, I, I really like the, the Jack Daniels book. I like the workouts that are in there. I usually have to tweak them a little bit because I think he writes, the plans as written, I think are, especially with the rests involved, are very specific towards runners that are more competitive than I am. So I have to adjust them a little bit. But whenever I do figure out like the workout is, I use the Polar Flow app, um, like on the phone, and then you just have to sync it, and then it shows up on the, it can show up on the watch. So that's how I do it. And that way, I don't have to worry about the rests. It'll automatically like it'll beep at me when it's time to work again, and then when it's time to rest, it'll beep again, and some other you know assorted like get ready beeps. But yeah. Uh, Ken Sprague says, how competitive do you think the Abbott majors will be given how close they are? I'm assuming most top runners will only focus on one. I mean, to shoot for the top 100 at Boston. Uh, you know, I was listening to the podcast, uh, rambling run, Matt Chittam and, um, Kira D'Amato. And she recently pulled out of the, uh, us track trials. She was going to run the 10,000, I believe. Um, uh, because, uh, I mean, she stated a lot of reasons. She said, like, you know, she had really um, had a lot of momentum going into the fall, kind of overdid it a bit in the fall and into the winter. Thought she could keep carrying it, though, through the track trials, but decided to pull the plug on it. And instead, she's going to be focusing on her the event that's more of her specialty, which is the marathon. I think she was top five, I want to say, in the U.S. Uh, women's uh, marathon trials. Is that right? I'm trying to think. It was Alephine, Molly, and then Sally, right? And then Dez was fourth. And then was she fifth? I'm trying to think. Um, 
But anyway, uh, and she was thinking that it could be really competitive because you've got not only the Olympics that'll be in August, then you've got all these other majors that are put close together. And so one of the things that I, and she'll see, she was like, you know, basically people are going to have to pick one and that's going to spread everyone out across the other, uh, all the, all the majors, um, that are basically happening within like a couple months period. And, um, one thing that I could possibly see is that like, I think New York's the last one and which one is the first, like is London the first one, like in September, like I could see like a lot of people going to London if they have like the, even the hint of a bad day dropping out and saving themselves for another one. Um, but like, as far as like, I think both Chicago and Boston are on the same weekend and uh, they're right kind of like in the middle of everything. I don't think that there's enough. I mean, maybe there's enough time to do that and say, and try to get into New York somehow, but I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's feasible from a pro context. Um, in terms of competitiveness, but I think in either event, it'll be interesting. And I think there'll be a lot of surprises for those races to go. Um, as far as like then going to like the sub elite, like to the elite level, maybe not world elite, but like, you know, elite level. Um, I think there's a possibility for similar, but I, I think the potential that people will drop out to hopefully get in, hop into another race is probably a little bit less. Um, so, you know, there, there's a potential that think that the talent pool will spread out a little bit, but, uh, at the same time, you've got a lot of people that are itching to get back into racing, uh, at the, uh, at like a world majors kind of level. So, you know, I think it's going to be pretty competitive. It's going to be pretty, it's going to be pretty fun to watch. I'm thinking about traveling to some of these. Well, not some of these, like New York is the one that I'm thinking about going to. Cause I won't go to Boston. That'll be the day after Chicago, but I'm thinking about, I'm not in, I'm not in New York, but I'm thinking about going to New York. Um, just go and take it all in. That's what I'm thinking about right now. Mm. Oh, Kurt says Kira D'Amato was 12th. I think. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shannon says Daz and then Steph, Steph Booth was fifth. That's right. That's right. Cause I remember they were all at the finish line. Um, you're right. Okay. Mark Kessler says, can you maintain long-term the level of fitness that you achieve near the end of a training plan? I think if you can, that means that you have a lot more potential. Um, but I would say for the most part, you can't. And I think that's the myth that we all kind of like to cling on to. Like, let's say I broke three you know, at the end of the year, I think it'd be really tempting to be like, now I'm always a three hour runner, you know, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. So I feel like that's where people talk about peaking and timing, uh, and periodization. Like you want to be able to like hit that peak of fitness right at your race. And then you also, so your body can recover it, come back down. Now, the idea is that over time you peak and you come back down, you peak and you come back down, but those downs never go back to where you used to be. And so then you can build off of that new kind of like low, but the new low is higher than the old low. And so that's how you grow and progress. So that's my understanding of, and I know it's not like that. Sometimes you do go further back down. Maybe you got injured or maybe you're, you need some time off or extended to your time off. So there's, there's things like that, but I think that it, you'll, you'll get there and then you gotta let your body 
come back off it. Like right now, like I just came off the 50K and I felt like I was really, really fit. And I was like, let's keep it going. But I've been kind of, I've been doubling down for like the last two months. I, I ran a, a fun 8K time trial. I was like, all right, let's do a 10K time trial. And I was like, all right, let's take a couple more weeks and we'll do a half marathon. And I was like, all right, let's take a little bit more time. We'll do a marathon. I did an easy marathon. Um, or I ran it at an easy, easy pace. So I wasn't really racing it, but I was like, all right, we're going to do that to get ready for a 50 K. And now I'm in really good shape. Let's just keep this ball rolling. But I think like, you know, I got to kind of like let the body recover a little bit, absorb all that good work too. Um, and then build on top of that later. All right. Um, Tom Kuhn says, late to the party. Have you shared your thoughts on the Shelby Hooland band for Nandrolone? Four years of the best middle distance running. The country is pretty huge. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what we talked about the whole I, I, I have trivia questions ready, but I don't know if you guys wanted to talk about it, but I thank you for indulging me because I, I wanted to talk about it. So, yeah, that's what we talked about the whole time. I think it sucks no matter which way you look at it. Um. Nathan says, what did you run in the steeplechase? I've never run a steeplechase before. That's that's kind of like the strange thing about it is I really want to do it, but I've never done it before. But I feel like, I feel like I'm going to be really, it's calling to me. You know, when people say they felt like a calling, the steeplechase calls to me. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let's do this one more and then I got to get going for a day. Emmett Singh Mimi says Clifton or the New Balance 1080. Um, I prefer the Clifton 8 to the 1080 version 11, I would say. Um, yeah, I think I like that one better. I think it's lighter. Um, and um, I mean, both fit good. But I think that the Clifton just gives me a little bit more cushion. It feels like it gives me a little bit more cushioning in the forefoot. And I like that. So that's kind of what way I think about it all right um I'm gonna get going for a day thanks everybody for indulging me and kind of like talking through my thoughts on it and some of the fun things that have been happening on Twitter about it like I mean everyone's been weighing it coaches um like everyone from like track club pe level people to elites and pros Camille Heron who is like my favorite runner right now um she's awesome I'm going to try eating tuna fish before my next race just to see what oh, my next race is going to be a steeplechase. Maybe that's a bad idea. Like eating tuna, canned tuna fish before or tuna fish subway sandwich before a steeplechase race. I'm not sure that's a good idea, but anyway, it's been fun for me and also helpful for me to talk this through with you guys. Um, and it is an unfortunate situation, but tomorrow we'll do the trivia that I had set out for today. I'll get, and you know what? I'll make it better trivia too. I'll get some more fun celebrities because, uh, you know, the ones I got today were pretty good, but we'll, we'll add some more to it. All right. Tomorrow's video, I'm going to talk about the Boston 10 that I ran in uh, yesterday. So that's going to be tomorrow's video. It'll be a fun one. And then I'll see you guys tomorrow for trivia, even though it's a Wednesday. We'll do it trivia again. All right. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.